Welcome back to Insight and Impact. I'm Matt McGillicuddy, Head of Growth Marketing at Infinity, and this time around I'm joined by Kelly Seddon, one of our senior analysts. Hey Kelly. Hello. Okie doke. So in this episode, we're going to be talking all things compliance. So um, many of the businesses that we work with operate in sectors that carry out specific activities, and they're, they're often governed by very strict regulations. So GDPR, the CCR, consumer duty, particularly in the, the FSI space. Um, and look, a- any business that is, is bound by those regulations knows that compliance is, is an absolute critical priority. So, you know, after all, these, these regulations are in place for a reason, um, ultimately to protect um, customers and, and the businesses themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the consequences of, of, of not being compliant, I mean, that, that's just a- a- astronomical. You know, at best, um, we're talking hefty fines and, and damage to reputation. Yeah. At worst, you know, jail time and disqualification, so not good. Um, now, most businesses um, will have strict training processes in place to make sure that every member of staff um, follow the, the correct processes and they, they stick to the rules. So, you know, as an ISO 27001 certified call intelligence provider, you know, we do, for instance, don't Indeed, we, Kelly? we do, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but, you know, regardless of what, um, what it's for, you know, training isn't a one and done thing. And no business can afford to make assumptions about whether the, the processes that are covered during initial training are being followed regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so continuous monitoring is, is, is really a must when it comes to making sure that things are, are all hunky-dory. Now, um, Kelly, you, you've worked in, um, in compliance for a, a, a very long time. Yes. Um, and you are an absolute expert when it comes to 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 <laughs> <very> talk, kind. <laughs> to, to um, sort of covering how um, call intelligence tools can help yes. businesses maintain compliance. Yes. So, so why is it that, that call intelligence tools play a key part in this um, yeah. sort of monitoring process? Great question. Um, so yeah, as you as you mentioned, I've, I've come from a compliance background, and that was essentially uh, listening to calls, random calls, uh, that human ear. Um, Working in in this particular role that I'm in at the moment, I get to use this fantastic tool called Conversation Analytics, which can really um, support those compliance teams. Um, when we think of compliance, it's it's really hot topic. Um, as you've just mentioned, there's there's a lot of um, legal reasons why compliance is important. It's important to te- protect customers first and foremost. Um, But then we've also got to think about it from the person deploying that compliance. Um, So from an agent point of view and a training point of view. I think what happens more often than not is you'll get a training, uh, sorry, a compliance team. And the compliance team do a great and fantastic job. They go out and they listen to lots and lots of calls, probably hundreds of calls. But the reality is that will be one or two percent, possibly three percent of the total call volume. Which is just tiny, isn't it's it? Scary. Yeah. It's scary as well. Because you've also got to think about it, as much as that's a good indicator as what's going on in that contact centre or, or in that particular space, you're missing a huge area of risk. Like, am I training, supporting, coaching and understanding the real risk? Um, so it opens up lots of questions. Um, so with conversation analytics, essentially what we can do is we can give our customers the confidence to listen to 100% of their calls where compliance is applied. Um, so they, they move from that space of uh, sample, so small sample up to actually I've got some great confidence now because I know what my uh, confidence score looks like or my compliance score looks like across the universe, you know, the call universe that's coming in um, into that particular sector. 
So it gives a much more well-rounded view of any potential risks and breaches, I guess, then, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, I mean, that's that's a, a game-changer when you consider, hey, if, if spotting those those potential breaches and flagging that risk has, has been a um, very manual process yep. and you're reliant on somebody picking up a call recording and mm-hmm. listening to it mm-hmm. and then scribbling down some notes, um, I mean, to, to do that sort of on scale, that's that's incredible. Is that is that something that is is a fast process how how yeah. can we how, how how quickly can these these things be identified yeah. using these tools yeah um so the way that we'd we'd sort of uh, deploy the listening or, or the abilities oh. is we'd we'd ask two questions so first of all are we looking at a verbatim message that must be said mm-hmm. um if we've got that we, we take those that specific language um, and we pop it into the, the engine um, and that, that forms what we would call a keyword group um, and that tells us every time that that, that specific language is, is is used. It also tells us when it's not used mm-hmm. and where it should have been used. So therefore, we've got this pot of calls that are at risk. So that's verbatim. That comes really quickly because that is, I have to say these particular words. Yeah. Um, if it's a framework, so we're asking um, our, our people to take a holistic approach or, or, or just to have that natural language it's the same methodology that we apply because there are always anchor words human language is great we've always got specific words that mean certain things so we deploy that that takes a little bit more testing and um, but you're still going to get a return and insights really quickly um, and obviously much quicker than a sort of team of uh, QAs can do um, on their own and um, so yeah it, it's a essential tool I would say for uh, especially larger contact centres where you know you've, you've got that regulator that you need to keep happy as well as protecting your customers yeah and I guess I mean I guess you know the big thing really though is that bird's eye, bird's eye view isn't yeah. it you know if 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 these um, sort of changes are being brought into any regulations yeah. or if, if there's a, a, a slew of new people starting in a contact centre it's important to you know to, to have that view of what is yeah. and isn't working otherwise you know Oh, you dread to think what could be happening on, on calls if they're not being monitored down but um, well, I guess this is a, a key point really that any um, sort of projects um, where you've got a, a QA team wanting to understand what's happening on a call it's usually prompted by a catalyst yes um, and I guess the fact that this can be rolled out um, very quickly is um, is great as a follow up for, for, for sort of training solutions so have we got any examples that we can share around how um, how the reports that you've been producing have, have helped understand how effective training's been. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and and it's an automotive customer that comes to mind at the moment that we work with. Yeah. Um, and we kind of, um, we didn't necessarily start with a compliance focus. We were working with this specific, the, this specific customer to, to look at sort of opportunities to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, what we notice, we, we have a functionality in um, conversation analytics called keyword spotting. What we noticed is one particular month, we, we saw a, a lot of language that we weren't expecting to see. Um, so I sort of reached out to the team there uh, and they were able to tell me that due to a change in GDPR regulation, they had changed um, what they were asking their agents to say to customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd gone out with this training package. So that explained this uplifting language that we saw in this specific month, um, which was great. That also enabled us to think, actually, we can track this. Um, so that's where the conversation started initially with, with this specific uh, customer. 
Um, what we then noticed in the following months is there was a dramatic drop in that good language, that new language that had to be said and mm. um, being heard. Um, so that told us a couple of things. It told us that um, the approach we were using was absolutely right and really supporting the operation to understand I've still got risk here, I'm mm. not adhering. But it also told us that that training process, um, changing people's practices, changing human behavior can't be done necessarily always in a month, especially if it's natural language. So that enabled the training team there and the support team and the QA team to go back into the operation and, and really sort of make a change. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's just pull that data up for a second, actually, and, and have, have a look at, at this a, a bit more closely, because we're, we're saying dramatic drop. I mean, that's that's nearly a 20% drop off. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess this is this is the key thing to bear in mind, really, isn't it? That, um, you know, it, it comes back to the age old adage of practice makes perfect. Yes, it does. And yeah. When um, we're rolling out um, programs that are ultimately based around sort of behaviour change, um, it's never a one and done thing. No. Um, you know, we're, we're working against the fact that um, teams are seldom static. You know, there's always new people coming yeah. in, there's people moving mm-hmm. out, there's that ramp time, and um, you know, ultimately as well, old habits die hard. Yep. Holiday uh, brain. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, I mean, it's very interesting. So sort of obviously, we've been able to provide this data for the, the the client. How how have they actually been able to use that to make sure that um, compliance is um, is not a problem? Yes. The, the adherence levels are, are where yeah. they need to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's great having a number, isn't it? And saying, oh, I've got this number where we didn't say the GDPR regulation. Actually, you need to do something with that, and you need to sort of go in and, and identify who are those people that are struggling with the training adoption, um, and and. The best way to do that is to start to think through where did that happen, when did that happen, who said that. So agent ID allows us to understand which agent might need a little bit more coaching and so that enables your coaching teams to get in. It also allows your QA teams to know which sites to focus on Mm -hmm. and because you know the great thing with human behavior is we mirror each other so if one person does it wrong then that might unfortunately bleed out to others. So it enables the QA teams to have focused uh, sort of deep dives into specific sites So that's one thing that this specific company did. In addition to that, they knew exactly which agents um, maybe the the training didn't land and they just needed a little bit more support. Support. Yeah, Yeah. exactly that, exactly. And I think this this really comes back to what we were saying at the the start of the conversation about visibility. Yes. You know, the fact that once upon a time we'd be seeing a tiny percentage, one or two percent, and we'd be having a very top level view, not that granularity of, um, hey, this this particular agent needs support in this particular area. I mean... From from a, an efficiency point of view, that's that's incredible. Yes, um, you know we can we can fix any potential issues much faster, and therefore mitigate a, a whole lot more risk yes. than than the, the traditional processes allow. So, um, yeah, I think you know the, the key takeaway for me really is that um, you know when, when we're trying to implement process change, particularly when it's related to something that's as, as critical as compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's important to have an effective control in place to monitor what adoption looks like across Amazing. teams. Amazing, yeah, exactly that. Um, you know, the, the reality is that we 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 know in 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 every walk of life, training needs to be an ongoing process. It's you know, it's um, and it's only effective if if it's if it's monitored, and we're, we're regularly spending time going yeah. back and understanding. Mm-hmm. Hey, have we we got to grips with mm-hmm. this? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the more granular we can be um, with that measurement, the the better. So, um, yeah, a- absolutely fantastic uh, takeaways there. Yeah. I think. So, thank you very much for sharing that. Oh, Kelly. you're welcome. 
so there we go um as always thanks for tuning in um i hope you found that information useful hopefully it's given you some good food for thought on how you can um really sort of scale up your core monitoring and, and understand mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. effective your training programs um are um if you would like kelly or uh, any of the other members of our ini team to spend some time talking with you about how you can monitor um process changes and, and compliance, compliance on calls yeah. um drop us a line we're, we're always here to help and we're always happy to help um and don't forget to tune in next time talk soon